Hello, wrestling fans, and thank you once again this week for joining us as we are reliving the extreme. I'm Nate Maxson, your host here along, as always, with my brother Aaron. Hello. And Mr. Chad Austin as well. How's it going, guys? It is cold. It is cold, cold, cold. It's that you go outside and the the outside is crispy. That's what, you know, it's crunchy and crispy out there. But but it's not the crispy that I like. No. Like <laughs> no, it's, co- it's cold here. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Baltimore, yeah, and tomorrow is going to be colder because it's going to be windy. Mm-hmm. We had the uh, we had the winds come through yesterday. It was pretty nasty. Um, but this week things aren't necessarily heating up as far as ECW goes. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. We'll see as we go along. But we're reviewing the episode of ECW from August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three, which is going to feature a world champion, an ECW championship match between our champion Don Morocco and Tito Santana. So we have that to look forward to or not. Um, the show got a opens, lot of Eddie Gilbert to look forward to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the The show opens up with a recap of everything that happened last week. And then we go into the studio with Jay Sully again. Yeah. yeah. yeah don't, Jay Sully opens up by saying, this is going to be another exciting episode of ECW Wrestling. <laughs> and I, I just wrote down exciting. And I had to look back at my notes and go, why did I write exciting? And he I, says I, it like he's so lethargic when he says it. Be like, "Hey guys, it's going to be another exciting, exciting episode. edition." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the like and being in the studio. I mean, it just it takes it takes away from the show. In my that's like I, you I, said. I totally, I totally agree. It makes it look like that everything everything is just completely taped, mm-hmm. and they're just throwing stuff together. You know. It's like and you that's said, always how studio stuff looks. It's like you said last week, Aaron. He's worse in the studio than he is yeah. at ringside, <laughs> you know. And then we get this weird thing where Eddie or Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Gilbert, is laying on the floor, and Sully didn't see him there. <laughs> he didn't see a two hundred and forty pound, two hundred twenty pound wrestler laying on the floor. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> he must have had his <laughs> mic volume turned way up. And he and he like whispered right behind the chair that he was laying behind for some unknown reason. But he but he came with gifts. He did. <laughs> I would have much rather had last week's gift. Yeah. <laughs> then he browbeats uh, Sully about being a raging alcoholic and gives mm-hmm. him a screwdriver. I I mean, it, is Gilbert? I mean, is I'm asking this legitimately. Do you think Gilbert's high? Because I, I've never, I've, I don't know if he's covered this, but I've never heard about Eddie like smoking, like or being a big fan of smoke smoking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Weed or whatever. I never heard that. But what what the fuck is this? He's laying on the on the floor behind the guy with nothing better to do than just say, "Hey, I brought you a gift. It's a screwdriver." It's a screwdriver. You're a raging <laughs> alcoholic. Yeah. yeah wh- where does any of this tie into what the hell we're going to see? You know, unless they really just looked at all the match times and said, "We got a lot of time to fill." With a lot of what's going on between those two and their conversations, it almost feels like a. It, it feels like they have you know they have a relationship of some sort, and we're not in on the joke. You know. And that's that's, that's that's the best way I can I can put it put it. Well, is. it's funny you do say that because Paulie says something much later on in the show that I just that that may may just coincide with what you just said. I didn't catch that, but I'll be interested to hear it. Um, they're they take they're talking about Ultra Clash coming up. I think it's uh, September eighteenth of ninety three, and we're gonna have more of the most poorly booked tag team championship tournament. <laughs> I think I may have ever seen, yeah. but uh, <laughs> this is these matches. Just the, fin- ev- the every finish of every match is this screwy, weird deal going on. Anyway, so we get a promo here. Oh, anything else on that segment? That wonderful no. segment. Okay, at least we talk about it the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the Eddie and Dark Patriot. Promo Eddie, on. yes, Eddie Gilbert and Dark Patriot promo is there. They are getting ready to face. Tommy Cairo and JT Smith in a first round tag championship tournament match. Aaron? Well, I was going to say for the only note I got from it is all the time Dark Patriot's been there. I think this is the first time he spoke. I don't think well, he's cut his own promo. Doug Gilbert to me. I don't, I don't know. 
<laughs> uh, that's all I can say. I mean, he didn't sound southern to me. I, I, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I was shocked that he did talk because I, I always thought that the the, the the gimmick guy talked for him. So when I heard him right. talk, I was like, "Oh, Doug Gilbert." <laughs> I was I was surprised too that he actually spoke because I don't think in GWF when he was in the GWF under that hood, he didn't. He, I don't think he ever talked. Yeah, Scandal Rackbar so talked for him. You know, I always remember him just putting his hand out like a claw kind of thing, and mm-hmm. you know, Move, like moving around moved, with the cape. Yeah, yeah, moving around. I, yeah, I don't think he talked, but when he talked, I was like, "It's fucking Eddie's other brother." <laughs> You know, with Freddie being there already. <laughs> Freddie already. And he is at ringside for this tag team debacle. Gilbert and the Eddie Gilbert and the Dark Patriot against Tommy Cairo and JT Smith. Anything about the action here? I, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was it, it was a action paced match. I mean I, I I didn't hate it. I thought it was yeah, good. It was it was it was as much as you were gonna get out of Jazzy JT and, and Cairo that Eddie and, and DP were gonna do. But mm-hmm. I, my only note was because the match was so not so bad. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't good by any stretch, but it was not so bad. So I was listening to the commentary and listening to the commentary with Morocco. Uh, I guess it was Morocco. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Mar- like Morocco and all the jokes. And I just said, and we think Raw is silly. <laughs> you know what? They're like <laughs> comedy and stuff. And like just some of the stuff. Like what is Morocco doing on that? He had to pay him for like an extra day or something. I'm sure to do commentary on a bunch of stuff. And yeah, it was just, um, the work was indie-rific. You know, Eddie and DP did um, what they were going to do, like as far as allow what the other guys were going to do to them, you know. Right. So it, it wasn't any, you weren't going to expect um, anything much more, anything spectacular at it. But uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't wait to get to that finish. But we still haven't, I mean, at one point, I think, isn't this where Sherry comes out? Yeah, yeah she runs Sherry shows up. She runs off Freddie, and then who? What? Apparently, she runs. She, runs, she, runs she, she don't. She doesn't come out and, and align herself with anybody. She no, just she comes just out runs, and runs off Freddie, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the one of the fantastic jokes that they say in this match is uh, Sully says that uh, J.T. Smith is uh, Philly's favorite son. And then Don goes, "Did they ever actually find out who Sonny is?" Yeah, and nobody <laughs> sold that. Yeah. Like nobody sold it but me. I was, I, I was like, did he just say that? <laughs> yeah, that's what that match was. It was like, hey, check this out. And Eddie was just like, I don't know, man. He just seemed like nothing was like. He didn't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't motivated to do anything special. He was just involved in everything, but never did any of it well. It, it, it's just me, but that 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 finish that finish was stupid i mean i hate hate to say it but it was was stupid it was so you got uh the dark patriot i believe almost uh or accidentally we have the chain shot gilbert accidentally hits the dark patriot yeah yeah, i'm going back i'm going back to before that finish the jt smith super non moonsault flying back Body splash off the yeah it was bad yeah what was he trying I think he was trying to do that Neil Mascaris deal where he's facing the crowd forward and then jumps and turns midway, mm-hmm. you know, like that splash. But nothing like that came about. All and JT, was- his legs were flailing in the air, and he kind of just hit. <laughs> like, like, like he, he was doing really good up until then. He was like, he did those those flipping splashes that looked all right, and he. He, he was chucking along, and he just got up on that that top rope's like kryptonite, man. Oh, you, 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 ain't, you ain't kidding, it is, man. And, and, it, and it eventually became part of his gimmick, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Mean, uh, that, that was um, yeah that that was some that was something else. But the finish you're talking about was that old classic Memphis put the chain and the other guy. You know that was mm-hmm. just. And, and the people in Philadelphia are not stupid, right? You know. They knew that it was an old finish, and that's why you got the reaction that you got. And it's like, usually supposed to be the other way around, anyway, too. Like that's supposed to happen to the heel. Like you know, well, the heel is supposed to outsmart the baby face. Yeah, and if if you don't do it first, you do that second. You you, you get the big cheat the one time, but then the, the second time when it really matters, and you're like defending your title against the baby face, and then it happens to you. You're the guy that sells the shit out of it as mm-hmm. the heel. You know, like. I can't believe he, you know, I can't, 
that's that's how Memphis does it because you know they got they got fifty two weeks a year that they got they run the same building you know so it's yeah that, that finish was just, it was so old because I thought the J T Smith thing was the finish so I I just was like all right I, I kind of didn't look and then when I see them arguing and then all of a sudden I see the chain and then I heard they raised their hands I was like oh my god the, the, the Memphis chain spot again. <laughs> And like I, I said, I think it's timeless. Like I said, this this tournament is. I mean, have we? We're three matches in. We're going to have the fourth. Well, it doesn't happen, but we're going to have the fourth match. There hasn't been a regular finish in this entire tournament yet. Everybody's advancing through a coin flip, or a reverse decision, or some wackiness going on. I mean, um, you can't, you can't, you can't have any of the Koloffs take a pin. You can't have, um, you know, Cairo or. Um, or JT can be, yeah, you can't have any of that. No, <laughs> they got it's a coin. I think a coin toss would probably work. <laughs> Good, so God. that's kind of that match. And now we uh we roll into also Sherry. I, I just wanted to mention Sherry comes out here and chases Freddie away, but then later on in this next segment, they make a reference, I think, to her being aligned. With Shane Douglas and the Dangerous, I, I'm confused. I, I guess I'm just I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, you, you go first. I don't. I, what I think is like because she comes out and runs Freddie off, and Morocco's upset about it. I think Morocco implied that he thought Sherry was supposed to be there to be with Shane Douglas, and now she's doing some other like going into business for herself thing. Yeah, but he made so a comment about. The last place that she worked was on some street corner that he named. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, you know, it was just like, all right, she she comes out because I don't remember, I don't remember um, her chasing Freddie off. And, and now I, I'm starting to put the pieces together about how long we're going to see Freddie because I think I remember the, the goodbye angle on it. And mm-hmm. but all all she does is just come out, yeah. And then and Morocco was like ecstatic, like, what is she doing? What is she doing? I don't think he made any sort of reference or innuendo that that she was aligned. It was just that she came out and they made he made a couple of jokes about her, and then when he made that comment about that she was last seen working on the corner of this, I was like, oh well, then she's definitely not with him. I, I mean, I don't think at this point. The the next segment, Shane Douglas is in the ring cutting a promo, and um, this is the first time we've seen Shane, even though they have alluded to him for about a month now. Um, this is the first time we've actually seen Shane on TV for ECW and the dangerous Alliance comes out and we find out that he has joined forces with the dangerous Alliance slash hot stuff incorporated, the dangerous hot stuffs, whatever they're calling themselves. Um, the dangerous hot stuffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, he may, he makes a reference to Ted Turner in his promo and throws out a challenge. Um, anything on this? No, hang on. What was the? What was the? I know. I know where they're getting to with the angle. But what was the deal? Did something happen with the, the chain sue WCW and get like a ten thousand dollars settlement or something? I don't, I don't know. What know. It was. I don't know, and I couldn't find anything on it when I, I I tried to look up. You know, through some some torches and observers and stuff around this time, and I couldn't find anything. So I don't know what the inside baseball is on. But the but 10, even the even if he, even if it was true, you know, it, you know, he's a he's a pro wrestler. Working for a big company, ten thousand dollars shouldn't be anything that you're like going to court over. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, right? You should be like, if if you wanted to get out of the company, you should be willing to take the sacrifice of not having to, you know, earn that ten grand. You know, but if it just came to you because you were sent home or whatever, that's one thing. But if if he if he legitimately went to court and and sued, uh, you know, Ted Turner for um, you know, ten thousand dollars, it was probably like. They gave him a whole list of scratch-offs. And, <laughs> and we're just like, good luck, man. I mean, this is this is what you're getting. And he's yelling, I won 10 grand. <laughs> so and just pulls out his wallet and gets, there you go, buddy. <laughs> See, that was completely like, it, it was pro wrestling preposterous to me. With mm. the whole entire thing, like with the $20,000 over the top rope battle royal. If I was going to be a promoter and I was going to run a battle royal and have a, a, a $20,000 grand prize, whatever, I would have better guys in it than Bear Miguel Saclona and S.D. Jones and Charlie Fulton. 
Right. You know, <laughs> I, I would I would pick my talent a little better for that for that for spending money like that. So ten grand was kind of like, eh, who gives a shit? <laughs> it, it's, it means that much to you. But but you know where they're going with this angle, right? I, I mean, it, this is the start of what I think it is. Do you you know what I'm talking about? No. This is the start of the angle we talked about with John Gillum that um I was trying to explain it to you guys last week. Eddie Eddie used to do the deal where it was the ten thousand dollar gold or five thousand dollar golden challenge, mm-hmm. where he would challenge anybody from the crowd to come up and beat him, and nobody ever would. And then finally, when John Gillum came up there and he said his name, and they made a mockery of it, Eddie slapped it, and they 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 didn't uh, they booked it to where the next time they ran the town is when they advertised it was going to be um it was going to be Eddie against Mister Dolphin for the five thousand dollars, and then like it was John Gillum, so all the guys dressed him up in all their other gimmicks. It was Austin Idol was behind it, you know, so Austin Idol ends up costing you know, Eddie, the $5,000 gimmick. So when, when, it, when Shane was throwing around $10,000, I was like, Oh my God, it's going to be the, um, it's going to be the $10,000 golden challenge because I don't remember the outcome of this. I just know that Todd was bad with the whole, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it was more like, you don't know who knows because Shane was <laughs> standing there, not even saying nothing. He, mm-hmm. You know why everybody's just talking around. I'm like, Todd's yelling no, 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 because you're looking in the ring and looking at all the checks he's got to write that night. There's Snooka, <laughs> there's Morocco, there's Eddie, there's Paul. You know, like he's right. He's looking at his whole up. payroll right there. So Shane, Shane winds up having a handicap match with the first appearance also of Donnie Allen that we've seen, and our old friend Hervé Renesto. Hell yeah! This is the, my, my biggest pop of the show. And I think at one point, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sully even goes, there's Herbie Renesto. Sex appeal. <laughs> he, had to, he had to let us know which, which one was which. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was easy to tell because Donnie had the shirt on that said Twisted Steel. <laughs> so, I mean, I just thought by proxy, unless you're just putting your, your partner over, I didn't know. But yeah, I was like, of course that's sex appeal. That's Herbie Renesto. <laughs> With a name like Herve Renesto, it's got to yeah. be sex appeal. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I mean, they do have a hum, Humberto in the WWE, Humberto Carrillo, or whatever yes. his name is. <laughs> so, anything hey. on this uh, matchup, guys? Uh, this was a nothing match. It was just Shane hit his belly to belly and one, two, three, and that was it. That was a hell of a belly to belly, though. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I'll say here is is you can tell, you can always tell. I think personally that Shane Shane was one of those guys I think and, and this is just me talking out my ass just my observation but Shane was one of those guys that knew that I don't want to put it he knew he had talent that other people didn't recognize and I think that to me in this in this segment in this thing he seemed very motivated if that makes sense you know he seemed like you know I'm going to, I'm going to take whatever this is and I'm going to make the best of it. And I mean, that's, that was my observation about him. He just seemed motivated in this segment. I, um, I, I totally agree because, because I, because I don't know what the extent was of, of, um, of bringing Shane in, like when he was contacted, like, this is what we want to do with you. But based on the relationship that Shane had with Paul and Eddie, because of, of continental, Mm-hmm. That he probably saw something there, or you know, they they conned him, for lack of a better word. They, they were like, "Or hey, we got this Mark, you know, promoter guy with money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see what we could do." But you know, I, I I'm sure that Shane was was not doing a whole lot right around then. I mean, I I didn't go back <laughs> and do any of the homework on him, but um. It, it probably was just a, a deal that he was just going to take the money while he could and see how long it lasted. You know, mm-hmm. if I, that's if I had to, if I had to pick anything out of it. And yeah, think. I would say the the last thing he had did before this, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it him and Steamboat working with the Hollywood Blondes and WCW? Yeah, and they he didn't even make it to the end of that because then they had that that tag team match at what that pay per view in the cage. It wasn't even Shane; it was uh, <laughs> Barry it was Tom Hanks. Oh. I was, like, 
Oh, okay. suitable replacement. That's why they. That's why they put him in the mat. That's why they had him wear the masks. And um, the only time they like Shane, Shane like Steamboat takes his mask off, but like Shane never takes his mask off. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh well, if he takes his mask off, they're gonna know it's fucking Tom Zank. <laughs> so that, that that probably has something to do with the ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that could have been, cause that could have been when they were like, weren't they like Dos Hombres? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it could have been Shane's actual outfit, and then they gave it the he he um they gave it to Tom Zink and it cost Shane ten thousand dollars. <laughs> now so we're getting he, we're getting to the root now. Yeah, he was just <laughs> trying to get his money back on that suit. He saw he saw big money on the Indies as Dos Hombres. Dos Hombres. <laughs> Uno, uh, uno, hombre. <laughs> the one no, he was gonna, no, I, I, think, I think what was being pitched around was he was going to have the, the the outfits altered to fit Herbie Ernesto and Donnie Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they were going to be lost, twisted, steel, and sex appeal, hombre. <laughs> but not and much. Steel. That was that, that match. That match was exactly what you thought it was going to be. But it, it was great for me. It was great to see the the, the uh, introduction of my buddy Donnie. Mm-hmm. Although and, that, them two guys, man, woof, they're all they're offense. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> it, it's one thing if they were like doing that to like a Bruiser Brody type, but Shane's not a Bruiser Brody type size of a guy. They were mm-hmm. they were pounding on him, and Shane was just doing nothing, like just <laughs> doing nothing. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> and I'm here. I am. I'm only like a, a few weeks away from debuting, and like this is how they treat the jobbers there, huh? L- little did I know. <laughs> Up next, we're gonna have a match. Uh, we're supposed to have a match between uh, the Super Destroyers and the Suicide Blondes, and the Super Destroyers cut a promo, and I had to write this this line down. I wrote a lot. Of, I wrote two or three lines down. One of Go the ahead. Super Destroyers says that the suicide blondes are so small, they actually have to go on top of each other. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, they were the suicide smurfs. Yeah, the suicide <laughs> smurfs. That's what, that's what Super Destroyer number one says, is they're so small, they got to be one on top of the other. And then second one, he closes the promo with, if you got, if you got, <laughs> says, if you want some, be there, and you're gone. Wow, what the fuck does that even That's mean? the way to talk them into the arena, buddy. Yeah. That's like your closing line. <laughs> when, like and, those and guys sat have... down and they were like, hey, we're going to kill it today. <laughs> I'm going to say well, this. What are you going to say? It's like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, and if you want some, be there and you're gone. <laughs> and Super Destroyer 1 was like, that's it. That's money, baby. <laughs> I, I just like the fact that there was going to be one on top of the other, like it was gonna be yeah. like a ticket fight. <laughs> I mean, you know, the suicide smurfs, you know, you're so small. And it, but I was waiting for the other one to go, how small are they? Well, they're great. <laughs> Hey-o! Well, have to be on top of the other. Yeah. <laughs> like, on top of the other is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I that de- there. I yeah. Um, and, and then we get and yeah, just move on. Um, and, and then then we then we get to the match where I mean the lack of whatever. And I I swear I swore that there was a different angle to this, but uh, I guess that was not. I mean, I guess it wasn't. But Hunter Q. Robbins apparently will make some a lot more money than Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas, yeah, what I, I was about to say. Like, how's Hunter Q. got twenty five and Shane's only got ten? <laughs> well, Hunter, Hunter Q. Robbins, it, I guess. <laughs> Hunter Q. Robbins is the kind of guy that, that he's the perfect example. You want to know how to make five million in a wrestling business? Start with ten, because if he's got twenty five, twenty five thousand dollars, and his first recruits are the super destroyers, like. <laughs> There's got to be a, a Johnny Hotbody and Stetson probably got to be calling them all the time. You, you, you can send us a, an easy ten thousand, fifteen thousand to sign us for your group. <laughs> That's that was ridiculous. Just the fact that he he was he had a secretary back there. No, no, it's, nobody's buying that. Halitosis Hunter is uh, is telling the super. He's of course he's expounding the super destroyers about how he made them world champions and made them all this money in small. 
sports bars and stuff in Philadelphia. And um, he offers them 25. He says he tells the, what he's told the suicide blondes to stay home or suicide. Yeah. He's told the suicide blondes to stay home and they're going to forfeit. And he wants the super destroyers back as his team. He's like, we alluded to going to offer them a big $25,000 and they don't take it. Well, why, why would the, why would the Southern, the su- I mean, whatever their name is, the suicide Smurfs, why would they <laughs> stay home? And, and and forfeit an opportunity at the ECW Tag Team Title Tournament just because Hunter told him to. Did they not know they were booked? Right. They don't watch the TV. <laughs> they I mean, didn't see you know, the brackets. Yeah, I mean they had to know last week. I'm sure that Jay Sully, Six Pack Sully, probably said that next week we're going to have the quarterfinal brackets. And and then uh, Candido and Hotbody looked at one another and says, "Well, obviously we're booked next week." Mm-hmm. thing, and, and Hunter goes, "Hey guys, you you don't have to go." He he just they just decided that you know what we don't need the ECW tag team titles. <laughs> that made absolutely zero sense. Not a yeah. And, and the nada. way that uh, the way that Super Destroyer number one phrases that he doesn't want to accept this is he said, "No money can save you from the demise that's about to come to you." And then he shoves him, and he goes, "And that's the end of that tune." <laughs> oh, is that what he said? Dude? Yeah, I didn't catch no. that. Yeah, I didn't catch what he said after that either. No money I, can, no money can save you from the demise that comes to you. Push, and that's <laughs> the end of that tune. I thought he and said, and everybody I, was I, just staring at them. Like, I swear, <laughs> I thought he said, "Prune." Like two hundred people were just staring at that. <laughs> I swear, I thought he said, "Prune." Because I'm going based that would be better based upon the stuff that he already said. You know, I didn't think it was too far fetched. Yeah, yeah, one prune on top of another. Like, like, like if you would have said prune, at least he could have like been calling Hunter a prune or something. But he was just like, "That's the end of that tune." Yeah, I got uh, how old is super super D one? Yeah, I got. I just got a slash that says horrible promo. It was horrible, and and um, yeah. I mean, this has to be the writing on the wall for all of them guys. All (laughs) it's got, it's gotta be. Like if that would have been my company, and all of them would have came to the back, I would have been like, "Well, you're all fired." (laughs) Get the fuck out. I'm I'm assuming that because they weren't on the actually on the show, I don't know, but. Or can Candido maybe is Candido gone now? It is because he leaves for a while, doesn't he, and goes to Smoky Mountain? And said so, he left by this point. Uh, that that could possibly August. be because I I don't see anybody asking with the whereabouts of Hot Body. It is. It, it has. It, it has to be because I think this is about the same time that uh, Tammy showed up in uh, in uh, Smoky, Smoky Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, so I think that's probably what it was, and then. Yeah, nobody's nobody's beating down the door to find out where Chris Michaels is at. So it's like, well, let's just yeah. put the let's just put the kibosh on this team. <laughs> now and, that the and workers the, and gone. the worst part is that somebody somebody in the back is drinking like a a a, a thing of milk, and there's a a, a, a missing picture of uh, Chris Michaels on the on the milk thing, and they <laughs> hand it down, and and nobody nobody's grabbing to see who the missing person was, and go, oh my god, it's Chris Michaels. No, nobody's asking, nobody's clamoring around for the whereabouts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, I think I think he landed in in Bill Barron's NWA Wild Side after yeah, this. Him and Stevie Wonderful are a team <laughs> at the car wash. I buffed you, fluff, brother. Let's do I, this. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was just about to say earlier we had Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal, and then we've got Buff and Fluff over here. <laughs> Cash yeah. and wax, <laughs> like. But in, in all honesty, um, it's you know, being this was this was airing in August. So, what do you think the show was taped? What in July? These shows, these these tapings, according to what I saw, like when I read in the torch, they were taped August seventh and eighth. Oof. The, <laughs> yeah, the okay. ones we're watching now were taped August seventh and eighth. Well, we gotta we we gotta go to our our our, our friends um, Zellner and Bix, 
<laughs> Ask uh, Bix to see when when was when did Candido like start with Smoky Mountain? Maybe they have a better. T- I mean, I don't remember all these dates. You know, mm-hmm. it's glad to have people like Cornette around and guys like that that keep tracks of all that stuff. Because yeah, you can guess time periods, but you know you're not going to have exact dates and stuff. So maybe he already. I told him that he couldn't make it because he had to go, you know, because I'm not sure this is the last that we see of, of uh, Chris. Is it? Do you know? Him? I mean, I until re- later on, of course. Right, right. I really don't know, <clears throat> to be honest with you. Um, I know I, I know around sometime around this time is like Aaron said, this is when Tammy shows up in Smoky Mountain and he shows up. And uh, but I cannot remember, like you said, Chad, can't remember specific dates. Thank God for historians, or we'd all yeah, be lost. Right? <laughs> because I, I, I don't think, from what I know about their relationship, and I wasn't around them that as much as a lot of as most people. Um, like I, I, I don't see, I don't see Chris allowing Tammy to go down there by him by herself. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not he had to cancel a date or a couple of dates. Because I'm thinking he was still working for Carluzzo too, right? Yeah. I mean these 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 this year sounds like he worked for he worked for Carluzzo, he worked for Paul, he worked for Cornette, and didn't he even do one of them Eddie Sharkey shows out and over in um what was that uh, Illinois? One of them NWA, bro, mm-hmm. um, with, you know, with Sabu or something? Yeah, yeah, because he's he's mixed up in the in the NWA thing at this point too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I said, we I don't know specific dates, but I think he's if he's not if he's not on his way or if he's not out, he's on his way out. And I know it feels like they've given up on that tag team. <laughs> so why? Why? <laughs> because Hunter Q gave him the day off. Try to woo the Super Destroyers back with. You guys don't worry about don't worry about the fame and fortune of the tag team championships. Just yeah, stick around the hotel, have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That, yeah, that's just and ridiculous. That, and now they, they show us Aaron's favorite match again. <laughs> Terry at Funk. first, I was watching this, okay? I was watching it, and I put in my notes. I was like, what the fuck? They're making Terry Funk wrestle the Canadian Wolfman again. And then I'm watching, and I'm like, it's the same goddamn match. <laughs> <laughs> They're showing the same fucking match from three weeks ago. Uh, like exactly- everything you can show to showcase the talents of Terry Funk, they show this goddamn Canadian Wolfman match. <laughs> That's exactly what I what I thought, Aaron. I'm watching it going, wait a minute, because I didn't make a note that they're still using their ring, right? And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen Dudley or I haven't seen Max Thrasher or whatever his name is on the show recently. And then, then when they came back on, I was like, there's no chance. <laughs> that, that, they're, that they're making him work the, the Wolfman again, right? Yeah. And, and then when he started, they noticed the difference in the crowd mm-hmm. from the previous segment to that segment. <laughs> and then, uh, and I'm watching it. And then while they while they went back and did that running the rope spot where Terry kind of threw him in, then they they That's where I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> what is the repeat? <laughs> Like why? If out of all the Terry fucking matches, why, yeah, you can show sure that way. I'm sure he beat up Hervé Ernesto some tough some time around that period. So why why couldn't they replay that? <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> like, no, I wasn't. I was. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, uh, the, the the first time I watched, it, I was mad, and watching it again, <laughs> I was more mad the second time. Dude, like, that roast spot was great. Because if you know any, if you know anything about running the ropes, and I don't know why Dudley didn't know, it must have been because he was in the ring with Funk. But you gotta you gotta grab the rope with your right arm, and you gotta like pull it into your underarm, so in case that bitch breaks, yeah, you don't go flying out like into the the well into the empty seats. And um, <laughs> but I mean, he was hitting the rope. Like you would do, if like, uh, and no offense to you guys, I don't know what your level of experience is. You didn't know like, what the fuck you were doing. Yeah, he hit the ropes with his arms to his side and just hit his back into it. And yeah. like, and I was like, dude, if that rope would have broke, you would have fucking killed yourself because <laughs> his, you know, his ass would have fell through the the middle top rope, and he would just went straight to the floor right on his head. And then when um when Terry Funk was body slamming him, I think. 
I might be wrong because I, I didn't catch it the first time and I could care even less about it the second time. Was when, <laughs> when, remember how he body slammed him three times? Yeah. The first time he did the classic, he didn't know how to post his hand on Terry's knee. So Terry had to muscle him up to slam him the first time. So I think that he literally picked him up the second time and said, motherfucker, help me out. And, and then he did a little better. And then he said, motherfucker. Help me out. And Terry Funk, Terry Funk is teaching this guy how to wrestle. While in the middle of a match. Yeah. He's giving him a, a private class. He's like yeah, legitimately he's like legitimately body slamming this fucking marshmallow. It's like it's more impressive than when Hogan did it at three with Andre. Yeah. <laughs> well all, all the all the jokes, all the jokes that were made during that match wasn't to me, I, I didn't catch them all because I was still out of out of all, all out of all the things to show. They couldn't. <laughs> I would have rather shown them him putting that dummy in his in his little tractor thing again <laughs> for the seventeenth time than him running Dudley into the ropes. And yeah, at least kept making jokes about Dudley's physique. <laughs> it was it was awful. <laughs> it was so bad they had to let us see it twice. Um. But that's the like, like Aaron said and, and Chad said also. So that's what they chose to feature Terry Funk this week was the Canadian Wolfman match. They must have they must have still owed him a little bit for renting the ring or something, but um, get him a little more TV exposure <laughs> there. And now we go into something I actually well, they're like. Pushing, they're, they're pushing to that big show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they gotta they gotta push that to the big ultra class show. So why better than not show some of Terry Funk's finest moments? <laughs> um. <laughs> I like the Stan Hansen promo next. Yeah, I mean, I Stan Hansen. It's Stan Hansen, you know. I, I like I like watching Stan Hansen scream at me. That's 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 good stuff. He's talking about the match where he and Terry Funk are going to face Eddie Gilbert and Abdullah the Butcher at Ultra Clash. And anything on the promo, fellas? Oh, I could Nobody. I could talk for twenty five minutes on the promo, <laughs> but Aaron, you better go first. Then I just. It, it was a Stan Hansen promo, and he did a good job, and he didn't really put uh, Eddie over, but he put Abby over and made Abby sound like a credible threat, and I just I thought it was a well-done promo. Yeah, he's kind of playing up this I don't know who the hell Eddie Gilbert thing is. He did that last week when he's like, Eddie Gilbert, whoever the hell you are, and then he kind of did it in this promo too. Um but like you said, he put Abby over as a threat and put over the fact that this is the I first wonder, time. I wonder why. <laughs> this is the first time yeah, he's teaming I mean, with Terry Funk. I'm completely shocked. Anything on the promo chat? I know you said you could go on for a while about it. Yeah, I mean, first off, I, I, I wasn't exactly I, – I have to go back and look at this. But this was 93, mm-hmm. and he, he said that – for him, I mean, this could have been just a Freudian thing of Terry, of uh, Stan not even giving a shit about how this is the first time they would have teamed and been together in like 20 years or whatever. And I'm thinking of like the tag, the famous tag tournament where he comes back to all Japan, where he's in the crowd and they lariats Terry Funk. You ever seen that? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Where mm-hmm. he just levels Terry, you know? But I, I don't remember them actually being a team, but I, I just know that 20 years prior would have been 73. Yeah, that's so it. I'm just like, well, you know, maybe he's just throwing, you know, you know, names out there or I mean, years out there or whatever. But um, him putting over Abdullah. Well, we all know why he did that. That's just that's just to further the further the all Japan relationship right. and him putting over Eddie. Are, are not even really putting it over Eddie is that's kind of like funny to me. That's it, kind of funny to me because I'm trying to think their paths would have crossed when I'm trying to think other times their paths would have crossed because mm-hmm. Memphis Eddie was probably gone whenever 83, mm-hmm. whenever Hanson came in with um whatever 83 around that area, maybe Eddie may have crossed from there, but then, he wasn't. He wouldn't have been in WCW for his what? What year was that run that Hanson had? Ninety one, ninety two, or something? It was eighty one. yeah, ninety one. And Stan, I don't think was ever in uh, UWF, so I don't know when they would have had any kind of yeah. So 
yeah, so it's like some of these some of these pairings of some of these guys that are being brought in. Besides besides the obvious, Doug Paul, um, uh, Kevin, um, mm-hmm. and Don Gillum. Um, some of these some of these guys they brought in they they're probably more influenced by Todd. You think? Because I'm just trying to think what how would how would Eddie talk Todd into buying a plane ticket for Stan Anson? You know, I'm sure that's not a cheap, you know, flight. Because yeah, if, not if, a, if he's coming from Texas in '93, that's not cheap. And or especially if he's uh, if he's in Japan, like they said, yeah, he lived over I mean, in Japan too. So I mean, Jesus, maybe. I mean, yeah. So it's it's just it, it really. I was trying to connect the dots with that. Is, is what I was trying to do. Unless maybe it had something to do with Funk. Maybe maybe Funk wanted Hanson to come over and give the product some eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he. He thought maybe there was something there. He wouldn't. He never. Hanson never. And uh, excuse my ignorance if I'm wrong. He never worked for Wing, did he? No oh, chance. No. Okay. No. Well, and the only reason the only reason I asked that was because they have this little relationship going with you know because right. we saw Canones and those guys last week. I didn't think he ever made any shots for them, but I was I couldn't I couldn't remember. Dude, he would. They, they would have had to pay him more than they would have had to pay the entire crew on a. On a tour, <laughs> yeah. There, there's no unless unless they were just booking Stan Hansen himself of the whole entire tour. <laughs> he just comes out, and he scares the Jap- Yeah, he just comes out and chases Japanese people around. Yeah, <laughs> swinging his bull- Yeah, there, there's no chance Hansen was going to be working for Victor. But yeah, it's it's just odd to me. And and the same thing with Abby. But Abby could be attributed to that Eddie knows Abby and Victor. You know, mm-hmm. that Abby fits in in there and. It, uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the um, common denominator is probably Terry. Maybe, maybe Stan was maybe looking to invest a little bit of money, right? And 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 Terry was like, "Hey, check out what they're doing here." And and apparently, he didn't like what he saw. <laughs> he was like, "Well, they they showed you wrestle that there wolf man, and I just I don't know if I can do that, Terry." Yeah, um, I, I'm only going to work for this company if I get to work with this. Who's this Renesto guy? <laughs> <laughs> the next thing we have up is the same promo we got from Tito Santana last week. Arriba. And then a Don Morocco promo uh, talking about uh, their history over the Intercontinental title and such uh, to hype up our title match here. Again, between. It, was, it was barely it was barely a recap of the of the Intercontinental. He just said, I remember taking the title from you. Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. In the WWE. <laughs> That was the extent of it, yeah. Yeah, he, it wasn't like, you know, you guys kind of had like a program, you know? You had like a, you, you, you took it on the road, you, you know, all the wars. What about the wars you had? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the you know the extreme matches, how you used to beat up each other night in, night No, he just, I think I remember beating you for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It rings a bell, Don. Somewhere in New York, brother. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah. You know, some building, some big ass building. I don't remember what it was. Oh, I, I was getting ready to walk through the gorilla, and somebody just says, "Hey, Tito, what?" They go, "TCB, brother." <laughs> and, and he knew it was on because Snooker couldn't do it. <laughs> then we're gonna have a ECW Championship match between Tito Santana and our champion Don Morocco. And uh, as much of a Tito fan as I am, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, these guys were definitely working to what they were being paid and the audience they saw in the crowd, how many people they saw in the crowd. Because they, they weren't taking any risks <laughs> during Freddie, this. Freddie, Freddie Gilbert was wearing a shirt like his dad would like to wear now. Oh, right, right. <laughs> just bedazzled, just... God awful looking terrible shirt. I was wondering like because I, I I vaguely remember how how much Eddie was getting paid a week from Todd to be there and how he he talked Todd into bringing in um Kevin, but Kevin was only getting scraps for money. Like mm-hmm. as far as the salary kind of thing. And I'm thinking like I wonder if Eddie sent him out to the mall to get that shirt made and then made him pay for it. The same way that Watts made Eddie pay for the portrait that he spent like, you know, $600 on 
and then ended up getting dumped on his head in mid south. <laughs> so that that kind of made me chuckle by when I saw that shirt. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Eddie said, "Go to the mall." <laughs> Get that shit bedazzled, bedazzled, brother. A bedazzled <laughs> Freddie Gilbert shirt. <laughs> everybody's gonna know who you are. He's like, he's like, you're right here. You're right here. You hit that bedazzled Freddie Gilbert shirt. You'll be right here, brother. You'll be the fucking <laughs> tits. Over like <laughs> Rover. I had all kinds of problems with with that that main event match, and I think it, it I think it could have been solved with, with, with just one like changing of the show. Like they worked a typical. I I used to work on. I worked on some of them shows that Tito worked on in New Jersey and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that that's that was a typical Tito match. That's what typical. That's what Tito was going to give you. He didn't give a shit. He wasn't. He wasn't a full time guy there, right? Or at least he didn't think he was being brought back more than you know a couple times. So he wasn't in his best interest to give a fuck. So he just worked that match, and Morocco wasn't going to do any more than Tito wanted to do. So he's going. All right, man. And they worked the arm gimmick. Oh, I have down here this. The majority of this match is an arm hold. Right. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they, they could. It was a. It was a, a regular, independent match. That I thought the whole entire problem could have been solved when, with this one, if um they would have switched out like somehow how how everybody got involved in that match, they would have brought out Shane Douglas, mm-hmm. and have Shane get involved and have. Because Shane didn't even really turn heel during his promo. No, no. So, I mean, you know, he's coming out and Todd's standing around. And he's talking to him and he could have been like, I don't know. I didn't say I was joining these guys. And then when all the guys came out from with Morocco and everything started happening, Shane could have came out and fucked Tito. Because it didn't mm-hmm. mean, it didn't mean much, you know, for, for Tito. He wasn't really coming back. And I'm like, you could have really fucking saved this match. Because if you would, you could have had the same exact match, but brought the finish to where the finish meant something that was like, oh my god, we're going somewhere, right? We're you advancing know? something, yeah, now, yeah. Now Tito's bumping the um other guys. Oh, now they got a hold of Tito. Now here comes Shane. Oh my god, Shane turns on Tito, mm-hmm. kind of deal. And I'm like, man, for them to and then and then I'll, I thought that was going to be the finish, <laughs> and then when. <laughs> When they put the belt on Tino with uh, with Tito with the flying jalapeno, I <laughs> I totally forgot that. With the weird with the weird distraction thing going on with Freddie and Morocco, like there was no seeds planted for this at any point. Um, unless are we supposed to assume that the the Dangerous Alliance is turning on Don? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Aaron, any thoughts? They're, they're turning on Freddie. No, turn it on Morocco. Cause- no, I, just, I, I think they were doing this just because Paulie was talking about how awesome Freddie was and he was going to be, he's like a great man. They, they That was them just trying to make Freddie seem like an inept, stupid manager. That's what they were doing with that. But the whole thing is just bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really, I mean, just tell me if I'm wrong. I, I, can, I can handle it. If they could have really saved that main event, if they could have did the same exact match, had they would have had a finish that would have had a bunch of people involved. Mm-hmm. Just, and, just, and, and, and like you said, show me that this program is going somewhere. Show me that you, you know, there's a story here that I, I'm, I'm going to be interested to follow. And which things like that are coming very soon. Yeah, right? it's just not. It's, it's just like, I mean, to me, it's it, we got Tito Santana here this week. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we, nobody advertising for next week. If he doesn't, if, you know, but it, so then he wins the belt. So now he has to come back, but you didn't even have to give him the belt. So right. m- maybe Tito's replacing Morocco. M- maybe Morocco's is, is the bigger plane ticket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I'm sure he probably is. He's the bigger plane ticket. And they agreed to just, to, we'll, we'll just bring Tito in. Cause he can drive here. <laughs> He's, he lives in he lives in Cherry Hill. It'll be fine. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's just do that. But yeah, I mean the, the the match was ridiculous. And at some point, and at some point, I I don't know if either one of you two caught this. Paulie tells Sully, he says, "Um, don't worry, I will never let you down." And I just was like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't okay. catch that at all. Yeah, he goes, don't, "Don't worry, don't worry, Sully, I will never let you down." 
And I wrote ha because <laughs> I, I'm sure Paul E's the guy that probably told him the last time they had a taping was, you know, we're, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're not going to be having you back next week, Jack. Yeah, look, like, uh, well, Paulie, dangerously, I thought you said you'd never let me down. Yeah. Like, I never said I wouldn't let you go. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the ECW. <laughs> like, we don't work this way. Paulie. Well, it wasn't even the end of the show. Nope. Go Championship ahead, title changes, but we're not going to be like, oh my God, expect the unexpected. They're like, oh, well, that changed. Let's go to Polly. <laughs> well, that was the unexpected. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, like, okay, send out Donnie and Hermie. To celebrate with Tito, Cairo at least, or the Wild Bands, and people out there to celebrate. But no, you get you get flip flop Jay Sully sitting in the control center telling everybody, "Hey guys, um, we're at we're out of time. Uh, we really ain't got anything else to show you." So, oh wait a minute, well, we do have this Paul Lee interview. All right, <laughs> I was like, okay, way to way to hype that up <laughs> to make me want to stick around for that. Here's, here's these scraps we've got left. Yeah. So what did you think of that, Aaron? There was a uh, Cornette the, uh, reference. Yeah, I was going to say, he goes, this isn't wrestling the way it used to be and the way you like it. This is how we're going to give it to you. Ba- basically, slamming Smoky Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said, this is, uh, like, you know, the Cornette thing. And he says, this is wrestling how we're going to do it. Like, that's that's like, I don't know. I'm not, you know he, he doesn't really have a plan. Uh, no, it is wrestling how it's going to be. And you're going to like it or something like that, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think he even said that. I think he just said, it ain't the wrestling that, that you would ever want in the way you like it. He goes, this is the way wrestling is going to be. So Sounds like sounds like Vince McMahon, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really, I, I, I'm, I'm going to pretend like I have a vision, <laughs> but I really have no idea where this is going because I, I still haven't fired Eddie yet. Um. I still got to get rid of the Dark Patriot, Tito Santana, Freddie Gilbert. <laughs> I mean, the Wolfman, Super Destroyers. <laughs> well, I, 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 well, I don't know. When we're, when we're getting ready to talk about the next show, is have it, has anybody previewed the next show? Um, I have the. I actually have the uh, preview brought up here that I can run through. No, but hey, did, have you, oh, did, did you see any parts of it yet? No, no. So you don't know what ring it is. No, I do not. And okay, the the, the picture. <laughs> The picture on the network is just Stan Hansen standing in front of a backdrop, so I can't even see the ring in a picture. I'll know. I'll know when things definitely change. And I, honestly, I think that we're in a we're in a mixed up period right now because because Ultra Clash is is only a couple weeks away, mm-hmm. and I think that is the um, the big deal. And I think that's the last time we see the Dudley ring, the Wolfman's ring. Because I know they used it during that show. Because I, I think somebody broke it. <laughs> I don't want to say it was Abby because I don't because it would have been it would have been shown or or maybe, I don't know if it was shown or not. But somebody broke that ring, and then I remember the following show was I think when they started using Ted Petty's ring. Because when you start seeing the ring that has the red, white, and blue ropes, mm-hmm. is when you start when you when Eddie's completely done. Okay. I know, like I said, I know that's coming because I am almost positive, not looking ahead, because I try not to, because I want to be surprised when I watch the, but I'm almost positive he's not even at Ultra Clash, Eddie. I think he gets replaced by Kevin Sullivan. Well, that's the, that was the show where, that was the show where he, where Doug was smashing the, um, the, the monitors and and breaking the stuff Mm -hmm. in the locker room with the bat. And then Eddie just grabbed the table. And just set up a table outside in the crowd and was selling his gear, <laughs> like everything he had. Like that was that was like my first show, like not okay. working, but my mm-hmm. first show of being, you know, in the, in the room and, mm-hmm. and going like, what the fuck is all this about? <laughs> this is fucking crazy here. But yeah, because I don't, I don't believe. I think you are right. I think Eddie did like not get booked on that show because that's when he got, I guess, let go. There, as far as I know, because there could have been a meeting before the show that be, right. before I got back there about, hey, this is going to be the way we're moving forward now. You know, I'm the new 
I'm the new booker. Eddie's no longer here. So I, I didn't hear any of that. All I saw was the chaos that went on backstage. And next thing I know, I'm wrapped up in this nonsense. <laughs> well, overall, this show, eh, meh. It's, <laughs> it was just, once again, just kind of there. Um, I actually liked last week's show better. But anyway, um, this show, I didn't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, two out of five. I don't want to throw it too much love. <laughs> no. <laughs> Aaron. Uh, I'd, I'd give it about the same. I I can't. I can't wait till we get to any shows that I that I can completely say it was a two. <laughs> these shows are so further from a two that, that it, they're they're terrible they're terrible in a in a whole entire sense yeah sure i could pick some good stuff out of it i can pick some stuff that i that i thought was decent mm-hmm. you know maybe to, to get it out of the quicksand but just some of the stuff they did eddie gilbert has taken up way too much tv time um, he obviously did not film enough stuff to, to have enough stuff to, to think that he could run a production studio for a, a, a weekly TV, you know, right. a weekly TV show. So it just goes, it just gives monotonous and everything's just so generic. So again, I'm, I'm going to give it a nothing rating. Just, it's not, it's not going to make the rating yet. Cause I, that whole, that whole Tito Morocco thing killed me. Because I'm just like, I, I could solve this whole entire thing in like in, in two seconds. Just <laughs> you smaz it up and you have mm-hmm. Shane join and you go off the air with Shane joining. Wow. Not that and, fucking hard. And as, as cool as Eddie, like I didn't know him, obviously, <laughs> but like as good of a mind and as talented and everything as Eddie Gilbert was looking back and watching it now, if I would have been Ty Gordon, I would have, I would have thought the same thing i would have thought this guy needs to be replaced you know what i mean wow. like if this is my show and this is what this guy is giving me he's got to go <laughs> yeah not necessarily, out of, not necessarily out of my promotion like you want to stick around my promotion that's fine but you ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be booking it anymore yeah i you know i i agree totally i think that if if um i it may have went down this way it may have went the way that he said that hey i'm gonna remove you as as the booker and replace you with paul and but you're more than welcome to stick around as talent. I don't think Eddie would have been as motivated. It wouldn't. Have, it probably wouldn't have end, ended well. I don't know how Eddie and Paul was at you know at the very very end of it to begin with, but that probably wouldn't have ended well. You know, so it was probably best for Eddie just to take Ike. I guess. So ne- next week's the description of next week's show on the WWE Network, so we know what we're getting into, what we're stepping into. On this edition of Eastern Championship Wrestling, things get heated when Stan the Lariat Hansen and Tito Santana team up to take on Shane Douglas and Don Morocco in the main event. Plus, the Headhunters in action, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and the Dark Patriot face, the Super Destroyers. Oh, boy. So. There, there's what we got coming up next week, and that's that's an app description there. Oh, well, maybe, maybe the Super <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe this, maybe Hunter Q finally signs the Super Destroyers, and then he comes out for the match and says the the Gilbert and the Patriot that I told the Super Destroyers to stay home. <laughs> I got twenty five thought wait twenty two thousand dollars. I spent a little since last week. <laughs> yeah, that's completely <laughs> insane. You know, the wow. super, like, it would have been great if the Super D's would have like, all right, we'll take you as our manager, and the next week he shows up, and they're like, "Where's our twenty five thousand dollars?" He said. I never said $25,000. I said $2,500. <laughs> well, shit, they should have been, they should be lucky to get that even. <laughs> you know, it could, it could have been a deal where he, he said 25 and then, and then Hunter yells out 25,000. I never said that. Well, maybe you said 25, I didn't, 2,100. I never said that. <laughs> but you said 25, I said 25. Dollars? No. I have I have twenty five dollars and a and a subway car that's been stamped eight times. Yeah. <laughs> more subs. Between the twenty five dollars, you two can get two five dollar footlongs, <laughs> and then you can split the free sub down the road. You guys are on the verge of an excellent dinner. Yes. If you sign with Hunter Q. <laughs> 
All right. Let, let's, uh, we've spent an hour talking about this debacle. Chad, do you want to have any parting words for our listeners this week? No, I'm just glad to be a part of this whole entire project, but good Lord, we got to get to some fucking better shows. <laughs> these are, these I, are hurting, man. We are, we are troopers, I think, for sitting through these doozies, getting to get into the good stuff, though. Yeah, we need, we need, we, we need all the, all the people that are, that are getting new to the group to tell their friends and tell people that don't, don't even listen. Just subscribe or, or, or add to the, to the Facebook group or something. Cause we, we need some sort of payback for this. <laughs> good God. Cause you know, you, you know how much more fun the shows are going to be when they get good. Mm. Yeah, you I'm know, really looking forward to it. I know. I mean, I'm I'm chomping at the bit here to wait to see we, when the matches get better and the storylines get better. And yeah, I, just, wait, I want to get an Ultra Clash. That's what I want to do. That's gonna be our that's gonna be our short term goal. Is we get the Ultra Clash, and then after that, you know, we start seeing things looking better. But other than that, no, I ain't got no more parting gifts. Parting gifts. Parting words. <laughs> Aaron. Nope. Just thanks right. for listening. Thank you all. Yes, thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week as we continue reliving the extreme. Have a great week, everybody.